Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to a new episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Christy McDonald. Um, so for you who don't, I usually don't give intros, but uh, for people who don't know who Christy is, um, is that if you've heard of Brady McDonald or you're at my last conference, uh, Christy is the better half of Brady. And I was talking to Christy. I think it was when we were we were re well, we talk all the time here and there all the time, right? But uh I think it was part of it was about the, the conference and I was like messaging you to get some of the information and some of the stuff. And then I went, you know what? There's a lot that the unsung heroes uh behind uh all this real estate stuff that gets done, the the um the systems, there's so much stuff that happens. Um, some companies, like I know, I know Christy and Brady's company pretty decently, uh, met a lot of the staff, but there's staff, like just saying that there's staff, there's people that are, um, you know, working for them. It's not a one man show. Um, there is a whole lot of working parts to this. And I thought, what an awesome idea. Let's do a topic with Christy. Um, uh, like Christy's great as you'll hear. Um, but anyway. Uh, Christy, you want to give people a bit of an intro to yourself? That's my kind of intro. Um, anyway. Yes. Yeah, so my name's Christy McDonald. Um, my background was I am a real estate appraiser. So in 2018, I um, or was fully designated, I guess. No, let's go even back. 2014, um, <clears throat> I got my appraisal designation. And so I worked as a commercial appraiser and then opened up my own residential firm. And uh, when we had our first daughter, Kylie, she's now nine now, um, I went out on my own after we had her and started my own appraisal firm. I was working with all the banks, doing all the residential lending and uh, in the Barry Barry area in Ontario. Yep. And then uh, Brady and I sort of fell into real estate investing around that time where <clears throat> I was doing an appraisal and Brady was driving me because on the weekends we love to go boating. So uh, on Friday afternoon, Brady was driving me to our my appraisal that I had to get in before we headed up to the boat for the weekend. And I met a, a gentleman that I had seen multiple times throughout the year in June. And uh, I said, I've seen you a lot this year. Like, what is it that you do? And he goes, I'm a real estate investor. I'm like, that, that is even a thing? Like, I didn't even know. Like, Brady and I both <laughs> own properties before that. But, you know, we weren't treating them like a business. Yeah. So I get in the car, I tell Brady, for anybody that knows Brady, knows that his brain was constantly like, holy heck, let's figure this out. We got to do it. Yeah. And uh, we kind of got into real estate investing from there. So BK Real Estate Investing started B for Brady, K for Christie is how it sort of came to be. Yeah. And um, we started real estate investing in Ontario, Barrie, Simcoe County, Collingwood, Midland, Aurelia, and bought a whole whack of properties, had another daughter who's turning three next week. And um, in the meantime, our company's constantly grown and evolved, and we've had a whole team with systems and, you know, uh, multifamily, second suites, coach houses, land development. And then uh, short form of it is 2020 COVID happened. We had our second daughter. Brady was having nothing to do with lockdown and was like, we need to get the heck out of here. And I was like, that's fine. I hate winter. So we moved to Costa Rica for four months. And really learn that we could run our business virtually and remotely with the team and the systems that we had created. And after that, we realized we also couldn't live in Costa Rica, maybe for the rest of our lives at this point yet, like it wasn't going to offer our family what we wanted. 
Um, so Brady said to me, where would you want to go? What would you want to do? And I said, well, I love the States. I, I, you know, I lived in Arizona. I went to university there for a year. Let's, let's go to Florida. And so that kind of started our journey down to the United States. And uh, we just packed up our things in 2021 and drove, literally drove down here to Florida. And that's where we are now with um, Brightwork Development and uh, doing land acquisitions and Airbnbs and that kind of whole thing. That's where we are now. That's awesome. Um, and that's actually how I met uh, Brady. He was driving down separately. I think it was a different trip he was going down. Not that trip, but he was driving yeah. down and uh, he he was listening to me on the, he was listening to my podcast and he needs, he's like, he did a shout out on Facebook. He's like, I found this podcast and so much information. And I was just like, who is this Brady guy? And then I look, looked at, like clicked on it and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh. I'm like, I have, I actually saw you guys speak before that when you were at uh, KWCREI, but it didn't click. Like, I didn't realize that it was like the same people. And then, you know, the rest is history. Brady and I started talking and then hanging out. And then I, I don't know, I think I've been down there like six to 12 times down to your place in yeah, Florida. You're, you're masterminds, which has been awesome. And, yeah. and I mean, you know, as you're, you're investing in the United States, but when we got down here and we bought our single family homes to do renovations and do flips on, um, there's so many nuances in the United States and systems that need to be set up and things that are different than in Canada. So we started teaching other Canadians because <clears throat> Brady and I are also big believers of giving back. Mm -hmm. And when we first start started getting into real estate investing, the, the people who were at the top didn't want to tell us anything. They didn't want to tell us their secrets. They didn't want to share. They were like very small minded and didn't like whether they didn't support us or didn't see anything in us, I don't know. But we hated that from the very beginning. So both Brady and I are an, always been an open book for people and want people to know, like, these are possible. This is possible for anybody. Um, so that's how we got into having our mastermind events and having you down and speak to all the Canadians so that we can get everybody out of the winter. Yeah. So maybe I think I'm going to go down the path of, like, you know, building the business or or even running <laughs> the back end. But even before you were down in um, Florida, back when you were doing the um, the coach houses and everything in uh, Owen Sound area and or all those areas you, you listed, um, you you hired employees. Um, how how did that kind of grow? What did the business look like? Who was the first employee? Um, what what inspired to start you know growing it and and having yeah. employees? So <clears throat> first it was Brady and I, and you, obviously you can't grow anything with just the two of you. I mean, you can, but <clears throat> you also need to be able to live a life and have a yeah. family. And I try to be the mom, the wife, the worker, everything, yeah. <clears throat> and wear multiple hats, which is quite a challenge sometimes. So when we started getting into it, um, what we actually did, because I was, you know, property manager, running the books, doing all the, all the different things. It was like, okay, well... Brady started to looking at hiring a contractor <clears throat> to help with the renovations because he was doing it all while he was working at Hydro One. Yeah. And then I was like, well, you know what? What better opportunity? This was about May and we're heading into the summer. So what a better opportunity for us to hire a university student part-time to come in for the summer, alleviate some of the my duties, figure out is this something that we can sustain and afford and, and go from and see if we can start hiring um, on the admin side. So that's actually what we did. We hired a university student to come in to start helping with logistics and showings and tenant requests. And we were like, this makes sense. Like this, this is great. This is alleviating some of my duties. You know, we're being better communicators dealing with the tenants. 
And then, so when she actually went back to, before she went back to school in the fall, one of my really good friends was like coming off of being a stay-at-home mom for a period of time. I'm like, what a perfect opportunity. Let's hire somebody part-time. So we had somebody come in three days a week. And then as we continued to grow, we just sort of added to the team and shifted and those roles changed. And um, th that person is still with our team today after eight years. So, you wow. know, um, <laughs> that's been really awesome to have them on this journey with us. And so as, as the company grew, we just sort of like, we had an office in our house and then everybody would come to our house and then we moved to the whole basement, a one room in the basement, and then it turned into the whole basement. And then um, in 2019, we opened up an office space in Barrie. So it kind of grew from there, but the whole time when Brady worked for Hydro One, everything was very systematized. That's even a word. Everything was with the system and there was a checklist for everything. So right from the very beginning, we were huge on taking everything that was in my brain and making a guide for it. So literally, if something happened to me, the next person could take that guide and, and totally recreate whatever I was doing. And that's what we've been big on since the very beginning is creating the systems, creating the checklist. I'm sure we use that word checklist more than any other person um, as we're growing the businesses now and even then. It was, let's figure out the systems, let's refine it, let's keep going. But everybody could jump into somebody else's shoes. That also was really big with our team was that maybe somebody was in one department, but then, you know, teams changed, we grew, whatever. But then somebody could quickly and easily jump into another role because it was very well known what that person's job was. Yep. Um, one thing I heard you said when you were like looking at that first employee was you said, um, like if we could afford them, um, how I've heard people do this, like when they're talking about their first employee, different ways. Um, sometimes they're like, I need to be able to afford it from the cash flow. And like, I, I believe you guys were like, you know, buying and selling some properties. So there'd be, you know, chunks of money. Like, how did you go about like, um, you know, the, the rationale behind the first employee with the the, the funding to, to be able to afford them. Like, how did you determine that you could afford them? Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. Yeah, so, at, at, you know, it's... <laughs> different this is a deep question i guess I know. So, like how could we afford not to because we knew that we couldn't scale our business just the two of us so if we wanted to make it bigger we had to add more people to us we had to add more manpower and essentially we couldn't afford not to not do it if we wanted to get bigger so it didn't matter what it was um in terms of who we've added to the team we've tried to make sure that like the costs are built into the properties paying for them and charging right. back to each property, the specific hours. So, you know, th there's costs that need to be covered um, and it, they would always charge back to a property that we were working on. So it always got worked into the renovation budget or the property budget or whatever that shall be. 
Okay. No, I, lo- I love that answer, right? How can you afford not to? That's the great yeah. answer. <laughs> but you, you have a bunch of employees now. So um, what what are the roles of the, the people? Like, what kind of things do they do? What, what can they take off your plate? Um, I know when I, we were at, I was at the last mastermind, Brady was talking about getting some virtual assistance. You know, what, what kind of things should you have for, like, you know, staff? What kind of jobs okay. should they be doing in person? What kind of jobs can you offset, like, around the world? Um, yeah, yeah, so first of all, you need someone that's going to be dealing with your tenants, right? Property manager. So we always have liked to do things in-house. That was one of the things that we we like to do because we can control it. So when we had renovators and or contractors and people were outside of our BK family, we couldn't control their timeframes. We couldn't control their costs. So we tried to bring everything in-house. So as much as we could control, um, that's what we brought in. Now we've got our own property management team. We've got a finance division. We've just recently hired out to an accounting firm, but that's a longer story. And (laughs) if we had known what we knew now, we would have hired them from the very beginning. But in Canada, it's very limited, the amount of real estate accounting experts. There's very few of them that can understand and scale and grow with companies that grow so fast. We did over a hundred deals in less than five years and every single one of those properties had a renovation. So there was so many moving parts, but I would have somebody that's running the, you know, a finance team. You need definitely somebody to do the finance, whether it's in-house or out-house, out-of-house. We found that here in the U S because they have different accounting regulations and tax requirements, we found a firm here in the United States that is amazing for our Canadian portfolio. And so that is now somebody that we've outsourced to them. Um, VAs, we've used them for social media and marketing. Like it's if you're trying to attract joint venture partners, there's different, there's different aspects that you need to do. But yeah, we've had at our busiest point, we had 25 staff. So we had contractors, renovators, property managers, and, and the property managers may have been three or four at one time. You know, people doing um, admin, people doing um, executive assistant work for both Brady and myself, trying to keep our schedules on track because there's just, I mean, as as you know, the emails and the influx and the tenants and, you know, there's so many ways to make automation part of it too. And as soon as you have those systems and checklists, you can bring in those VAs because they're constantly working 24 hours a day um, to be, to be taking care of some of your things. I like it. Um, And just for like, when you're doing managing many projects like that, um, and you talk about automation, uh, I'm thinking like, maybe some apps like, or do you have anything like just to keep track of receipts or like, you know, because it's not even just necessarily relying on you, like it could be dozens of different, you know, trades and stuff that need to upload stuff or keep stuff. Did you build some sort of system for that? Yeah. So all of our team had a corporate credit card and they were all like supplementary cards to the one. So they would upload. Actually, what we used to do was everybody would take their paper receipts, put them in the envelope. The outside of the envelope would have all the tracking of what it was, what it was for and the amount so that different properties could reimburse the credit card. And then we knew which um, contractor may have had those down the road when we switched to like being less paper Uh, We use the app called Dext, D-E-X-T, and everybody could take a picture of their receipt and then it would constantly uh, um, automatically upload and then it can sync with your QuickBooks. Um, 
So it's a pretty great, pretty great app to use. And then, you know, you've got your photocopy of your receipt, nothing goes missing. And your accountants or bookkeepers, whoever you, you are using can make it move a lot more smoothly. <laughs> and uh, I've tried different things too. I, I had some apps to take, you know, scan the receipts. Uh, uh, I've I've had, you know, upload straight into my like Google Drive. Um, just it, 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 with all of it, it, it comes down to it works as long as everyone does it. Have you had any like hiccups with like, you know, just people who you just can't get to run this thing the way it's supposed to run? Oh, yeah. I mean, our team has constantly evolved and grown and changed because of, you know, partially because of Brady's my leadership and not being clear on what our expectations were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that we've done is pretty much from the beginning, it was like, we need these receipts. This is the way it's going to go. That was a non-negotiable. And if CRA was to ever come, we have every single piece of paper and receipt. We killed trees for so many years of printing out documentation, especially if we have so many joint venture partners. Um, that was just the way it is. Um, but yeah, we've had things not go the way that we wanted to. And when you're working on so many projects at the same time, if you're doing 10 renovations on all these properties and you're doing, you know, hundred to $200,000 renovation, that's a lot of receipts because they're not big ones. They're, you know, $40 here, $50 here. But every, as we grew and evolved, we were trying to make our systems better. So instead of the guys going to Home Depot every single day, we'd make them make a list on whiteboards in our construction areas and, and go to Home Depot twice a week. And it was the same thing with our with our office team. Like, what can we do to make it better for the um, property viewings? Can we pre-screen people before we even waste our time? Can we get them to do some sort of a, uh, a entry application before we go and show them? And a lot of these things came because of COVID. And, you know, like, let's make better virtual um, view, virtual tour of our property. So a tenant, potential tenant can even do the virtual tour. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all a constant improvement. It's never always perfect. It's never perfect. It's just building on what you've got and trying to make it better every single time. Love it. Um, I noticed whenever we go to your like masterminds and stuff, like you have like some of your employees there. Um, and do you have employees in Florida as well? Or are they, yeah. you know, you, you do excuse the, oh, sorry, I just saw you nod. So I, I kind of know the answer now, but like, yeah. um, cause I, you know, a lot of times I, I always, I personally was curious. I'm like, do the people in Canada run some of the stuff in the U S as well? Or do you have a separate team to run the stuff in the U S? Yeah. So we, we have an assistant or like Brady has an assistant. I'm not involved in the U S stuff as much. I'm more of an advisor. So I don't have a role per se. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm an owner in the business. Brady advises. If you know Brady, he doesn't stop talking about work pretty much anytime. So I'm a sounding board for a lot of it. Um, but we have a team. Sometimes he talks about running. <laughs> Sometimes I try to stop talking about running, but that's all <laughs> mindset. That's all part of working. Oh yeah. And no, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Canadian team is focused on the Canadian stuff. There's been a few people that, uh, or Brady's brother, Brandon, has transitioned. He's down here with the U.S. division now, yep. um, but he's here permanently. And uh, the Canadian team is running the Canadian things, which is going well. And I'm sort of overseeing all the operations on that right now. But uh, yeah, the U.S. team is growing. Things are going to start blowing up with it and the yep. land acquisitions and development. And, and it's really exciting. Awesome. Um, 
I'm not sure what else to ask you. I'm, is there like any good tips you have for hiring these people or do you even who do you hire the people or just, do you have someone who hires the people for you or how does that kind of go? Yeah. So when we've built a team, um, we've done, the, especially in Canada, I did, we did the hiring. Um, and it was more like, you know, as you start, you always want to not go outside of your social circle. You want to hire your friends and family. And so my advice would be think bigger than that, because if you're planning to grow your company, um, you know, bringing friends and family. And it was really hard for us at the beginning because we had other people's money involved. We had finances involved. And it was really hard to like trust somebody to like go into the actual bank account and pay the bills. Like what if they took the money out of the account kind of thing? Right. Um. So we started with with friends and family. And then, you know, that always didn't work well. My thing now and Brady, you know, as we reflect would be, you know, we've hired on Indeed and, and all these other programs is do a lot of personality testing and find out um, we've done that. We did the disc assess personality assessment, finding out like when some when we were interested in hiring somebody, like will their personality work well with myself or will their personality work well with Brady, who's a stronger personality? So we started as we grew, really using utilizing personality tests as well, um, and then doing these assessments. The the jobs that we've ended up hiring in the United States for like the COO and some. Um, you know, C-suite level jobs, that's had, we've had some consultants that have come in to help us build what that looks like, because that's a lot bigger than just hiring somebody that's in your $20 to $30 an hour range. Yeah. But make sure you do your due diligence if you're hiring an employee, call the references, call around, find out, go on social media. You can find out a lot about social media because everybody posts pretty much everything on social media about their lives and, and find out if they align with your core values. That's one of the biggest things that we've looked at um, as, as we've grown in the last few years, like if we're going to hire somebody, do they align with our core values? Do they do their work? Do they say what they're going to do? Do they go above and beyond? These are all things that are important to Brady and I, and we want to make sure that they're coming into our company's culture and aligning their, their, their vision with ours. Yeah. Honestly, that's one of the things I'd be scared of hiring my friends and family is if they didn't perform if I have to fire them, how does that change our relationship? Honestly, yeah. even how does it change our relationship? Even me being their boss, um, right. friend, like it's, um, it's, it's a hard thing to draw the line in the sand to be like business is business. And, you know, we've had family involved in our businesses and it, 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 it's provided challenges, you know? Um, but we also, we came from it from a place of a good place when we were trying to provide opportunities for them that were better for everybody at the time. Right. So, you know, go down the road, hire somebody that's qualified for the job or that you can train to do the job and put in the work and make sure they align with your values. So I think this is my last question. Yeah. But you went and you, you've like, cause a lot of the jobs were yours and then you, you systemized them and then you took them away from you. Um, what do you do now? <laughs> great question i like to say i'm the ceo of brady mcdonald um, <laughs> brady says that i'm the ceo of the family office yeah so um right now i am running the canadian operations looking after the portfolio dealing with our joint venture properties and how whatever that's going to take us um down the road is going to be where that goes the American side of things with Brightwork and Barefoot Land Co., I'm more of an advisor on that, helping with some of the administration. And honestly, I get to be, to be a mom right now. Our girls are nine and three. 
And part of what we've done and grown our company and our family is so that we can have these experiences. And so my job is to be a mom. Not I'm not a stay-at-home mom by any means because I wear multiple hats. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, is our grit mastermind. So, you know, we want to give back to the people that we can help and inspire and motivate and enter positive mindset. Both Brady and I have a lot of positivity to share with people. Um, so I kind of run run the the mastermind and keep everybody going so that everybody can be moving forward safely and alive in one day. <laughs> That's great. No, I love it. Um, if there was anything else I should have asked you or anything you had in your mind, you know, speak now yeah. or forever hold your peace. Otherwise, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll if you want to get a hold of you, you want to give your like uh, how to track you down, how to how to find you. What's the best way to? Yeah, so you can find me my email. It's Christy K-R-I-S-T-Y at B-K-R-E-I.ca. I'm always available. My cell phone number is also you can find it on my social media. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. And I am happy to help if you want to learn about investing in the United States. If you want to get into a mastermind that pushes you, not necessarily just in terms of real estate investing, but mindset, um, networking, social media, and experiences. Uh, definitely look out for the grit mastermind. It is going to be the spot to help inspire and motivate you because if you're not following Brady already, who just ran a hundred miles, uh, in 22 hours, uh, you're missing out. He showed up to the, the mastermind in sandals. And like, it was like, you know, some people were all dressed up and some people weren't. And then he's just, he just looks at me and he goes, have you seen my feet? And I just, I'm like, I'm like didn't think any of it. I looked at him like, oh my goodness, they're like swollen. Like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I've yeah. never run a hundred miles in a day. So I had no idea that your feet would swell up like that. Yeah. You know, he ran the hundred miles in 22 hours. I took part of 20 of those hours. I slept for two of it and I crewed him the whole time, uh, mostly to experience the whole life-changing experience. It was absolutely magical. Uh, but yeah, his feet are a mess and, uh, you know, just to see people come together to inspire, to motivate and continually push people. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's insane. I'm not running 100 miles. I'm not running 100 miles. I'm just running after the guy that runs 100 miles. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Christy. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Dummy. Thanks for having me. That was a nice video. Bye.